Hi there. Welcome to Yokine Baptist Church. The following sermon was recorded at one of our regular Sunday services. I hope you find it encouraging and it draws you closer to God. Enjoy. The first Bible reading today comes from Luke chapter 23, verses 33 to 38. When they came to the place called the Skull, they crucified him there, along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching. And the rulers even sneered at them. They said, (laughs) he saved others. Let him save himself. If he is God's Messiah, the chosen one. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine vinegar and said, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was a written notice above him which read, This is the King of the Jews. The second reading is from Matthew chapter 27, verses 45 to 50. From noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over all the land. About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing near heard this, they said, he's calling for Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran and got a sponge. He filled it with wine vinegar, put it on the staff, and offered it to Jesus to drink. The rest said, Now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to save him. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. Well, good morning, everyone. You, um, this morning's service is a, a little bit different. It's fairly brief uh, and hopefully very meaningful for you as well. Um, if you're a visitor here, I just want to say a very warm welcome. We're glad you're with us. And um, to those who are watching online, our, our church family who may be away over the Easter weekend, Uh, Welcome to you guys as well, and uh, stay safe out there on the roads too. Hey, um, you guys want to grab a seat or you want to just stay there? It's only going to be 15 minutes. A man in church once saw a, a small boy drawing a picture, and he said to the boy, what are you drawing? A picture of God, said the boy. 
the man said, but nobody knows what God looks like. To which the boy responded, they will when I'm finished. You know, throughout the centuries, people have wondered and speculated and painted and, you know, what is it that God looks like? Many of us have a a picture in our minds what God might look like. And the picture we have of God colours the way that we expect him to act. So, for instance, people might say, oh, I can't believe in a God who lets a child get cancer. That's because the picture that they have of God is someone who has the power to make everything in their life perfect but does chooses not to do so. Therefore, God just doesn't care. Others think of God as a harsh judge, you know, like a cosmic killjoy. So they think God runs around going, oh, he's having fun, I better get him. But that's not who God is. He's not out to spoil everyone's fun. John Piper says God's not a killjoy. He just opposes that which kills joy. Others think of God as like some kind of a a genie who grants you wishes or a Santa Claus who gives you good things when you behave yourself. You know, and that's why people like Ricky Gervais can say things like, a Christian telling an atheist they're going to hell is as scary as a child telling an adult they're not getting any presents from Santa. You see, people have all sorts of warped pictures of what they think God is like. And so often our non-Christian friends and family, they're not really rejecting our God. They're not rejecting the God that you and I know and love. They're rejecting their warped picture of what they think God is like. See, the Apostle John tells us that no one has ever seen God but the one and only Son who is himself God and is in closest relationship with the Father, he has made him known. How? How has Jesus made God known? How has Jesus showed us what God looks like? In a conversation with his disciples at the Last Supper, Jesus said this, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my father as well. From now on, you do know him and you have seen him. Philip, not really understanding, said, Lord, show us the father. That'll be enough for us. Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip? Even after I've been with you such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you yet believe that I'm in the Father and the Father is in me? So we could spend all day exploring the life of Jesus to learn what it is that God is like. But instead, I just want to focus on one day in the life of Jesus. You see, on the final day, 
of Jesus' life, he showed us in very clear terms what God looks like. We read that when they came to the place of the skull, they crucified him along with the criminals, one on his right, one on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. Not only did God show his love for us on the cross, he took our place on that cross. See, remember, it's you and I that belonged up there, not Jesus. It wasn't his cross that he was dying on. It wasn't his sins that he was suffering for. It wasn't his punishment that he was taking. Jesus took our place on that cross. Peter tells us that he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness because it is by his wounds we've been made whole. You know, sometimes it's hard for us to accept the sin in our life. It's hard for us to admit even to ourselves that it's us that belongs up there on that cross, not Jesus. So what does God look like? He looks like a father of infinite love who is willing to pay the price so that we don't have to. Uh, I've watched on TV some of the trial of a, of a police officer, a former police officer who killed George Floyd in the United States um, as he knelt on the man's neck. And if you've seen that truly distressing video, you'll notice in the, in the first five minutes as he's got a, a police officer kneeling on his legs, another one on his neck, that he's constantly trying to push himself up, push his shoulder up to take in a breath because he couldn't breathe. He, had, he was face down on the ground. He was compressed. He couldn't breathe. Every time he wanted to take a breath, he had to try and squeeze himself up and take in a breath. Every single ragged breath was difficult for him. And as he grew closer to unconsciousness, he used the last of those breaths to call out to his mother. Crucifixion is very similar. You see, when Jesus was on that cross, every breath that he took was agony. He had to push himself up on his nailed feet and pull himself up on his nailed hands for every single breath. When he said, Father, forgive them, he wasn't going, oh, Father, forgive them. He was going, Father, forgive. Every single breath. And what did Jesus do? He didn't say a lot on that cross over those three hours. But he also took the time to call out to his mother. Near the cross stood Jesus' mother, his mother's sister, and others. And he saw there John, the disciple he loved, standing nearby. And as he breathed out each word 
He said, woman, here is your son. And to John, he said, here is your mother. And so John took her into his home as his own mother from that time. You see, on that cross, Jesus was powerless. He willingly surrendered his power. The only power he had left in him was the ability to try and draw in one breath at a time. And he even surrendered that in order to care for his mother and his best friend. We read uh, in Romans, while we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. What does God look like? He cares so much that he will give up his last breath to care for others. You know, Jesus had one advantage over the rest of us, and that was his close walk with his father. He knew his father in a way that you and I never will in this life. Uh, Paul writes in Corinthians that at the moment we only know in part. We prophesy in part. But when completeness comes, what is it? incomplete will pass away. For now we see only as a reflection in a mirror, but then we shall see face to face. Now I know only in part, but then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. See, Jesus knew the Father fully. Jesus lived in eternity with the Father. His relationship within the Godhead is something that we will never understand this side of heaven. Never truly. It was his relationship with the Father that enabled Jesus to resist temptation. His relationship that, with the Father that enabled him to walk every day in God's will. His relationship with the Father that enabled him to minister to others in power. And yet, as Lionel read to us, at about three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, Lima, Sabachthani, my God, my God. Why have you forsaken me? You see, Jesus was willing to give up the most precious, the most important thing in the universe. He was willing to give up the one thing that made him who he truly was. His link with the Father that he had had for all eternity. His was a cry of ultimate anguish. What does God look like? He is willing to give himself so fully that he suffered the agony that broke into the very Godhead itself. 
What does God look like? The cross tells us what God looks like. Forget the genie and the Santa references. Forget the wish giver and the killjoy. If you knew nothing else about God other than this final day in Jesus' life, you would have a really good picture of what God is like. This is what God looks like. The Apostle Paul tells us that the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread. When he'd given thanks, he broke it and he said, this is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after, the sup, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. The cross that we have here, the cross that we wear around our necks or whatever, is a symbol of death and it's a reminder that it's the death that was due to each of us. The cross shows us what God truly looks like. And so this morning, as we come around the Lord's table, as we proclaim his death, we are proclaiming to ourselves, to each other, and to anyone else who will listen, this is what God looks like. I'd like to invite you now, we'll just have some quiet music playing, um, to come forward, take up the bread, the body of Christ, eat it in your own time. Take up the, take up the cup, which is the covenant in his blood, and hold on to it, and when everyone's got it, we'll all drink together as one. Uh, if you won't be here on Sunday and you wanted to place your offering in at the same time, uh, the box is just over there. So come to the Lord's table. Come and proclaim his death and in doing so declare this is what God looks like. Thanks for joining us today. An extra thanks to those who have generously donated to our ministry. You can find more sermon recordings or videos on our website, yokinebaptist.church, or by connecting with us on Facebook. God bless you.